wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. This is your host, Fuad Kassab, and with me is my friend, Joe Witten. Hey, Jojo. Hey, hey. How you doing? How's- Good, man. How are you? Good. It's Friday. Oh, thank goodness. I <laughs> thought this son- day would never come. <laughs> My son got up this morning. It's the weekend. I said, it's Friday. He goes, I call Friday the weekend. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. That's how I feel that too. <laughs> you and I take half day Fridays anyway. We do. So we do. It's, uh, it's, it is the weekend. We're just a he couple of hours know. away. He works all day until five. But oh, there we he go. said it feels like it goes quicker on Friday. That's what he reckons. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think one day it would be really good to retire, you know, and just not even think about days anymore. Just, every day is a Saturday for just me. Lay on the beach. Ah, oh, that would be good. Yeah. Would. The dream. <laughs> Until then, I have to work with the best person on the planet. Joe, how's Aww. how's life been? You're good? You're doing all right? Everything's yeah, good? I'm doing good, doing good. Ah, good. Um, looking forward to just vegging out on the weekend again and doing some cooking, actually. Oh, what are you, you going to do? Oh, I'm going to cook pie. Yes. So we've been talking on Facebook about using all the strawberries because, you know, the poor old farmers have had a bit of bad rap lately. Yeah. Um, with the strawberries and we've got this beautiful local strawberry farm and I, I'm actually thinking of taking the kids over and doing some picking because you can get them really cheap, get a big box. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, got to make some pie and some – I want to get heats in the freezer actually. Yeah, and dehydrate some. Yeah, actually I really should do that. Yeah. That would be a good snack to take on travels. I'd love to have a freeze dryer. That would be Oh, nice. wouldn't that be cool? Um, they're probably pretty expensive, those things, hey? Yeah, they probably yeah. are. Just like fried no pomegranates. Room. Oh, oh my god! Oh yeah, they're the yeah, best. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, good. so good. You're making my mouth water. We've been doing gaps. <laughs> yes. Well, sort of. I didn't really yesterday. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> Not yesterday. I had my friends over for uh, dinner. My brother yeah. and my friend, and we had we had this dessert, which is like a this double cream with rose water, maple syrup, blueberries, and toasted almonds. Oh, oh my God, it's just heaven. Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, Well, I I just had a message from my sister. She went went to the shops and picked up the cream that I have on order from our local organic dairy, and I get... I get two liters a week and she goes, they've given me four bottles of cream for you of two liters each. I'm like, why? I said I ordered one a week. She said that they've been building up. And I said, but I got one last week. She goes, I think there's a mistake. You better talk to them. I'm like, I think we're going to be making a lot of ice cream this weekend. (laughs) Doesn't sound like such a bad thing. No, I think we'll have an ice cream making weekend. So strawberry ice cream. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah, it's great weather for it. Yeah. What else should I put in my ice cream for? Tell me some good ideas. Ah, with your strawberries. Or anything. I mean, you need to use this cream. <laughs> you know, like strawberries make a really good sorbet as well. Like you don't need they to do. do it with the cream. Like it's just because they, they have a lot of pectin in them. Yeah. They, they become really, really smooth. So just like a pure strawberry sorbet. Is yeah, they really, it's heaven. Mm. Yeah, that's why I'm going to freeze a lot. Yeah, do it. Mm. But and, tell, uh, me, tell me a really good flavor for ice cream. Come on. Something a good flavor for Oh, like my favorite ice cream still to this day is when I went to France and I had this ice cream from a shop called Bertillon and they had the salted caramel ice cream. Mm. Just, uh, 
it's called caramel or beurre salé, which means uh, salted oh. caramel butter. And um, it just sounds good because of oh. the way that you. You say it. Say it again. Oh, <laughs> caramel or beurre salé. <laughs> so oh, it's, oh, it's, it is, it's, it was incredible. So that one, there's a really good recipe for it on the David so, Liebowitz website. He's got, oh, he's okay. Yeah. All right, I'll have a uh, look. He, he I uses sugar. Spell it though, so you'll probably have to send me the link. <laughs> uh, just salted butter caramel ice cream. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, I'm and, totally making that. So good. Yeah, but if you've got strawberries, you got to do strawberry stuff. But you could have it with strawberries. Don't you think fresh strawberries with that would be good? With salted butter caramel? Oh, I my goodness. That, I, I love anything would be good with strawberries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love strawberries dipped in dulce de leche, and that's just oh, caramel. Done. Done oh. deal. Book me a flight. I'm coming up on Friday. I'm coming to visit. Yeah. Come help me make ice cream. I can't. I'm going camping tomorrow. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and like, very unexpected. So I was, I was complaining to my wife, I'm so tired from all my travels and stuff. She goes, what are you complaining about? Just do, you know, you get sleep this weekend. I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, I'm taking kids to my parents because they've got their violin concert and we're going to stay there. Aww. I said, really? I was just like, you know, I love my kids, but just having the ability to get a weekend with oh, nothing. Oh, yeah. Man. So I'm going to go camping. Oh, where are you going to so, go? I haven't decided. I think the Royal National Park or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that part of the world. And uh, all right, so let's let's not talk too much. Let's let's uh, before we get into the podcast, tell the listeners what events we have coming up. Okay, so next up, we're hoping to have Darwin and Alice. So we're getting that booked in very soon. So if you're in the Northern Territory, stay tuned. Watch your emails or newsletters from us. Watch Facebook and book in as soon as you can. Um, that's really yes. exciting because we're really excited because we just, we just can't wait to go visit Uluru. <laughs> but we also love doing this. Yes, I've, I've <laughs> never been, so... Oh, I can't wait. I've only seen it from a distance and it's just so magical. I just can't wait to go and actually see it close up. So we're going yeah, to let's do it. Territory. Yep. And then the next month, November 21st and 23rd, we'll be in Perth. So that's always awesome fun. You guys in Perth are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be there for um, a morning and evening seminar both days. And we're looking at further south as well. We'll let you know if we get that booked in. So fingers crossed we can do that as well. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a fair bit to finish off the year for us. Um, we'll, we won't do anything in December and January. We'll have a break, so that'll be good. Yeah. Look forward to the, the trip and the break. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Having, like, finishing, um, yeah, with, with a really beautiful seminar down, like, birth and... Yeah. I and can't believe we're going to do, yeah, the Northern ter- Territory. Just can't, can't wait. So exciting. Uh, which yeah. apparently it's a crazy time to go because October is the build-up for the wet season and it's like so hot. Do you think you can manage food? <laughs> I, I am Middle Eastern, so. Ah, good. Yeah. Well, see, I was, I was pretty much raised in Cairns, so um, I'm okay. You can cope. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, no worries. I'm in. I can do it. Awesome. All right, Joe, I'm, let's talk about like, just fe- feeling tired all the time. Okay, let's. And just like waking up feeling exhausted. And wanting then to stay in bed. Wanting to stay in bed, then getting up, needing a few coffees. <laughs> and, just, like, and then having something there after that. And then you're like, oh, I need more coffee now. Yeah. And then you know, by the time you Chocolate. go to sleep, 
you've been feeling like you're sleepwalking all day. That's that's a, a common thing these days, isn't it? Very common. Very common. Yeah. So with us is our favorite health nerd and <laughs> our, our GAFS practitioner, Elise Comerford. Hi, Elise. Hello. Hi, Elise. Hi, She's been patiently waiting to, to talk and we've just been ch- yammering away. Oh, I'm very happy listening to you guys yammering away. Oh, we're happy to have you come and yammer with us. <laughs> it's always fun. Such a good word. Yammer. Adrenal fatigue, Elise. Yeah. Help us out. I've had it. I've been there. You've had it. We've all had it. Yes. Yeah. Been in and out of it. Yeah. Waves. Yeah. And that's, and that's really what it is, isn't it? It's something that we, we're all kind of touching touching on in our lives in and out of sometimes yeah. um sometimes it's causing really big problems for us and other mm. times it's just on the brinks there waiting yeah. to cause big problems for us yeah and sometimes yeah. it's causing problems without us knowing because we're masking it with caffeine okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, so maybe uh, let's talk a little bit about you know uh, is all fatigue adrenal fatigue or What's the what's the norm these days? What do people experience? So all adrenaline definitely is not adrenal fatigue. Yeah. And when we do talk about adrenal fatigue, it's very specific to one area of the body, the adrenals, which are glands that just sit on top of our, ki- our kidneys. Um, and it re- like something that we all know about health now being uh, in the holistic health arena is that never confined to one area of the body there's not just these organs you know these glands involved it is a whole system issue the thing about putting it as adrenal fatigue and talking about it as adrenal fatigue is it actually just gives us this neat little package to explain it Mm. Um, it's a term everyone recognizes adrenal fatigue they know you know as soon as i say adrenal fatigue some symptoms will pop into your head and, and you kind of, you, most people have a bit of an idea of what that is and what that looks like. Um, and it gives us a really good structure of explaining the stages and how it's happening that people understand. And I find that talking about fatigue in this way and this kind of fatigue where I guess it's more stress-induced and, and something preventable, um, mm. this is a really nice way to explain it that resonates and that makes people want to hopefully take action because it it feels actionable all right so you said it's caused by stress so what that means like i go to the gym a bit too much and then i get adrenal fatigue or what what kind of stress and for how long so stress is like going to the gym definitely is can be stress on the body depending on what you do and how you do it um, and stress can be emotional stress. It can be, you know, your relationship and, and what's going on in your life. It can be your kids. It can be businesses and work and being really busy. It can be doing something you absolutely love, mm. but that it's taking up, a, a, you know, a lot of your time and I've got to get to the next thing, but I'm really excited and I'm happy about it, but I've got to rush off to the next thing. So it's not always oh, things are really bad and I'm really stressed because these horrible things are going on in my life. It can just be life's great and I'm so busy just doing it all. Um, yes, that's, yeah. that's sort of what's happened with me in the past. I think also, um, you know, different people have different temperaments. Do you think that would affect it too? Because some people are very highly reactive just naturally 
and that's me. <laughs> and like if something comes into my inbox, it's like, oh, I've got to do this right now. Something, yeah. you know, I get a message, oh, I've got to answer this right now. And, for and all of a sudden I have to answer it. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, reminding me constantly, leave it for a while. You don't need to do it right now. Do it tomorrow. And it's, um, you know, teaching yourself not to react, but that constant reacting, surely that's not great for your adrenals. <laughs> No, definitely not because that would be a sign that you probably are already in some adrenal stress that, you know, that kind of um, nervy kind of feeling where you're a bit jumpy and a bit reactive and, you know, if someone pops around the corner, you jump, get, you know, the fright really easily. Like that's kind of being a bit, you know, your nerves are a little bit on ends that you've got to kind of be on top of things and doing everything straight away. So I'd say at that point you're already probably in you've been in that, sign that you're in. of of adrenal stress that's mm. kind of um driving that so and when we're talking about like what causes it and what's happening in each state it's all very subjective so it's not like there's a perfect list of there's this there's this and there's this and then this will happen mm. um but yeah there is a kind of a bit of a path we can follow with adrenal fatigue um that i find people really relate to um and that's talking about the four stages of adrenal fatigue um do you want me to go into those yeah yeah cool all righty so in the first stage of adrenal fatigue that's where you're in that um that's a place that most of us can be in on a day-to-day basis um so that's not necessarily detrimental to our health to be in that first stage of adrenal fatigue. We can be there and not really know it. And I guess perhaps calling it adrenal fatigue at that stage isn't the, the most correct terminology. It's just more so it's in pre, Maybe pre-adrenal fatigue. Yeah, <laughs> adrenal yeah. stress. So there's yeah. just a bit of adrenal stress. And that's, the body is still capable of doing everything it needs to do um, it's capable of mounting that response. So, <clears throat> so being in that first stage is when you might, you know, be a bit busy, have a bit going on in your life. But so the stress hormones are, are getting produced, um, but your body's coping with that. Your body's able to produce that amount of stress hormones and is coping fine with that. You may, it may be affecting your sleep a little bit. Um, you might be feeling a bit more tired because you're not falling asleep as easily. But this is something that people could go in and out of. So you could have a big project on at work and so you go into a bit of that state of adrenal stress but then that project's done and then you can just come back out of it again. So this isn't necessarily a problem. This could be that you have something that you actually need to address and deal with and that that bit of stress might actually be useful for you Mm. to then deal with that situation and then drop back out of that state of stress. Yeah, Mm. sometimes you have to have that bit of stress to push you through something and then you have a day off and you have a good rest and then you're good again. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like your child might break their leg or something and and you need that, not that you want to start freaking out, but there will be that. It might, um, you know, that state of stress in just addressing. The the energy to deal with something. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny you should say that. I was... Um, on our last trip when I was travelling home, I sat next to a lady on the plane who um, is a, a scientist who for the last 20 or 30 years has specialised in pigs' health. And she was sitting there reading a, um, this, all these papers on gut health for pigs. 
And so, of course, we got started talking about gut health. Wow. Yeah, it was so fascinating. We had a great discussion and, you know, so much of it is just the same for all of us. And um, she was telling me, uh, we were talking about stress and how that affects animals and how that affects us and our gut health and all of that kind of thing. And she was saying, actually, some stress is actually good. And um, we were talking about, because I'm so used to saying stress is bad, stress is bad, but she was saying, um, you know, she brought that. I don't know how Joe says it in a stressed out way as well. You know that I'm a very exaggerating sort of person. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I worry about is like the way that you embody stress when you talk about it. Like, oh, you're self-stressed by talking about it. It's because I'm, I've got a good imagination for it. And I yeah, yeah, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just worried for you. That's all. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. some stress is good for us. <laughs> yes well your body your body needs that stress response to fight to fight viruses yes. and bacteria and yes. um, all sorts of things if you bump into a saber-toothed tiger in the street you need to run from that tiger and you, you need want a stress to stay response in that to do that long period of time no so our stress response i'd be pretty amazed if i ran into a saber-toothed tiger i'm like whoa <laughs> i didn't think you guys existed oh mate i would just be taking <laughs> photos and putting them on instagram yeah, so- <laughs> Selfies with the tiger. Extinct species found again. That go viral so quick. So yeah, so in those situations, like our our stress response is life saving. We need that, Um, but it's the chronic low grade stress that is a problem. So when we get into that stage one of stress, uh, of adrenal stress, we'll call it. um, So where you're just starting, you're getting those stress hormones happening. But then you stay there. So, okay, I've got this work project due and then now I've got to rush off and I've got to pick up the kids and, oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Quick, I better get to the shops and get that. Oh, God, I've got to get up at 5 a.m. because I've got to make the costume for book week. And then, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so it's like it's when we're staying in that state of stress that it's starting to become chronic. Um, and it might you might not even feel like it might not feel like it's that stressful it could just be just that busyness of just you know just a lot going on and I I really this is a way that I explain it to my clients because it's something that I'm really recognizing is that our level our acceptable level of busyness just keeps going up yeah so we set ourselves a level of what we yeah of of what have how busy we should be and everyone's varies a little bit mine's dropped which is good thing um but we have we set ourselves this level and go this is how busy it's okay to be and there will be a point where even us really really busy bees will say no to something but for people like i was and like you were joe Mm. um that level is too high so yes. it'd have to be you'd be really busy and you probably physically actually just can't do the thing because you physically can't do it mm. not because you know this lower you if you set that bar a bit lower it's like no because that would you know that would put a little bit of stress in my day and i just don't need that you know yeah. it's not that important so I, it's really about bringing that bar down a little bit we're setting these we're setting ourselves up with this level of acceptable busyness that is too busy for our bodies to cope with over a long period of time and puts us into this chronic low-grade stress. Um, so in that stage, our body is still producing the stress hormones fine, but our sex hormones are starting to get interfered with. So what is an issue currently in our society 
um, that seems to be getting worse and worse and has to do with our procreation. <laughs> um, so fertility, yeah. fertility oh, is dropping. Um, and, and we're just, I, yeah. I, I don't have stats on that to share, but we do know that the rates of assisted fertility, uh, you know, assisted pregnancies is going up. So with IVF and, and things like that. So we got um, a lot and, of messages and, from people who are really struggling yeah. and having a lot of mis- miscarriages and it's yeah. heartbreaking. It is. It definitely is. And that's something I've gone through as well is having um, miscarriages. And for me, I found that really disheartening because I'm right in the midst of gaps and doing everything right and then figuring out, well, I know what's going on here. I'm in a chronic state of stress. Yeah. Um, I was running too many businesses. I had my shop and, and trying to run that. And, you know, I just had so much going on and was in this really high state of stress. And I had two miscarriages um, where that had never, you know, I hadn't had an issue before. Yeah. So, and that's really clear to me that stress is um, what really played the role there as to why that happened. Um, so, yeah, so stage two, when we're in that chronic state of stress, and I'd say I was even beyond there in my state of adrenal fatigue um, when I had those miscarriages. So, yeah, our sex hormones are starting to drop then and we're starting to get those hormonal issues um, as well. So, seeing things like estrogen dominance and putting on weight around the middle and um, issues with our periods and menopause and things like that. So in the stage two, you, you really are... This, this is not just for, for girls, by no. the way. No, yeah, guys, you yeah, yeah, okay, tell, us, tell us a bit about the men. For <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that adrenal fatigue isn't yeah. um, something that is specific to females either. So no, it's men definitely will not. have their own symptoms and they'll have yeah, whatever it is that you know, happens in our bodies as well. Um, definitely all sorts of hormones will, will drop when you're chronically, chronically stressed. Like there's no doubt about it because you, you lose all energy. At, uh, you know, in the, I don't know, I think I was in stage three adrenal fatigue or something like that, maybe um, even going on stage four and that's when I went on gaps but I remember I was just completely I had no life in me I just had no life at all it was I was gone but I'll talk about that more when we talk about those stages yeah yeah cool yeah so well in stage two you you'll still be kind of coping through the day but then it's the evenings where you just absolutely crash and um you know just vegging out on the couch getting to bed early um, so just really crashing and not being able to cope with anything of a night. Cool dinner and then you can't clean up and you just yeah, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like needing coffee to get you going in yeah. the morning. And so it's at that stage where you're getting a bit dependent on those things like coffee, chocolate, wine of a night and um, Snack, snacky food. Yeah, snacky things and, and starting to feel like you're So wine? Did you say wine? Yeah, you know, the kind of drink coffee to wake up, wine to get you through. Uh, sorry. Yeah. To, to wind down. Wind down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're feeling that and, and feeling a bit wired in stage two. So, you know, that mm. feeling where you do get that a bit of energy, but it doesn't feel real. Like it's that wired kind of. And um, that reactive yeah, kind of yeah, energy. I, yeah, I think I spent, It's not clean burning. No, I think I spent a whole year or more with that feeling. I think I spent most of my life like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So then moving into stage three, um, this is where our sex hormones really start to drop. So um, well, our stress hormones are still being produced and we're actually, so our body. What's the names of the stress hormones? So um, adrenaline and cortisol. So when they're being produced at the expense of our sex hormones. So, um, so things like DHEA and testosterone, um, they're being diverted into cortisol. Um, So in that cortisol production. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so, so that's where body we are. is selectively upregulating cortisol and downregulating sex hormones. Absolutely. So, um, so you know, beyond the fertility, what kind of implications does that have on the body? So, anything that our hormone, like so, affecting our hormones with our periods. I know I'm talking about women there, but also that's weight right. weight gain around the middle. It's going to affect our energy levels. It's going to affect our concentration. Um, getting issues like headaches. Um, so, and then it's also going to start affecting our drive and our motivation and, you know, our neurotransmitters. Um, yeah. So, and the, you know, that lack of enthusiasm, that feeling like you're feeling a bit disconnected from life. Mm. So, um, yeah. And then in that stage three, where really, that's when you're going to start having naps during the day. Oh, man, I look back to like 15 years ago and I was so there yeah. every day, three. probably yeah. a year. Wow. I wanted to go to bed at seven at night. I was having naps during the day, sometimes twice. Um, yeah, it was just really bad then. Mm. Yeah, and so when you keep going from there, so you're getting into that phase and that phase can last a long time. Yeah. So this this is my question there around that because like if you dip into stage three and you act quickly you can sort of reverse it a bit more easily than staying there for a longer time. So. Yeah, and it's really and this is where I was kind of saying before how we kind of structured in this way to explain it, which works really well and is relatable, but it's not it's not necessarily just this direct pathway in that there's you know, yeah, there's this measurable marker where we go, Yep, you're in stage three. If you don't get out of there quickly, like it's so different for everybody and and what else they've you know, where their body's at, where they're at in terms of toxicity, where they're at in terms of nutritional deficiencies, um, with things like toxic metals, parasites, there's so many other factors at play that there's never like a linear progression between these stages and knowing how long it will take to resolve or pull back from. But in general, for any person, you could say the less time you spend there, the better. Like it's always going to be better to get onto it more mm. quickly. Um, and, and I think the more that you work on reducing the stress that's probably pushing you over the edge, <laughs> the better. Like definitely. I don't know if this is the right time to talk about it in the podcast, but just the pulling back on things, which we have been talking about a lot. Maybe we could talk yeah. about that after. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, let's go through this four stages and get in. Uh, yeah. How to resolve the so yes so yeah so so stage four that's when we're hitting burnout so that's when um, you're starting to need frequent naps throughout the day and even getting to the point 
where you're getting that crash, like that mm-hmm. proper burnout crash. You may know someone who's gone through it where you're laying on your bed all day and all you can do is get up and go to the toilet and make some food and, and that's it. That's what that's what it's like for some people. And it's not a laying in the bed laying in bed and watching movies and just getting by. It's laying there staring at the wall and realizing hours have passed by. You can't and, even think. To yeah. Watch yeah. Yeah. Can't so, concentrate on reading anything or Yeah. Um, so there can be depression, anxiety, weight loss, um, and, and just really tired, feeling really disconnected with the world. That really foggy brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and this can be this. You guys are depressing me as you're talking about. I know, but it's going to get more positive. This is we're we're just going down, 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 and then we're going to come back up again. (laughs) Um, Don't cry! Don't cry for one. Yeah. So I'm going to mute myself and go into fetal position (laughs) and weep softly as you guys continue this conversation. You don't don't need to mute yourself. We're comfortable. Um, Most people so, aren't used to men crying. So yeah, we yeah. embrace it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So for some people, I've got some clients that haven't left their house in years. Like it gets to that point mm-hmm. with the fatigue, and some that will not even be able to get through one session with me. Um, it just sitting, just sitting at the computer talking is too it's much. Exhausting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that and. When I'm working with my clients that are around the stage two, and I feel like that's where society kind of sits on average. Yeah. It's like that's just the way if we want to be mothers. And um, sorry, I, I know I, I keep, I keep I referring thinking, to No, me. but you're right. <laughs> but I if we want to do all the things. Yeah. Like when things, you've got little kids, you're pretty yeah. much in that stage, haven't you? Aren't yeah, you? yeah. Be, I should say, be a parent. Include the men here too. Be a parent. Have the job. Have the house. Have the car. Have this. You know, have all the things um, that society tells us we need to have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That that just underlies it all. Congratulations! <laughs> You've had your first born. Yeah. We will give you adrenal fatigue as a gift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Here's, a dream, here's society's expectations and then here's some adrenal fatigue to go along with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Beautiful. we need to talk about how to um, avoid that going into that, even yeah. if you have little children and how you can, you know, stay out of that st- well, we're all going to dip into it at times, like you say. Absolutely, yeah. A bit of but stress is okay. It's just, but there's obviously um, something we can do to not be constantly in it. For sure. And that's, I really do like to freak my clients out with that, the big lecture on, <laughs> um, on the four stages. I really emphasise the fourth stage of like you don't have a choice then. Like your mm-hmm. body will stop and you will have to lay in bed and you won't be able to do anything and you don't have any choice how that looks. You just need to stop and everything, you know, yeah. family will have to pick up the pieces around just, you and realise how much you actually do. They so don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's like it's really like right now whilst you're in this busy, busy, busy state where you're saying, oh, but I need to do all the things, it's recognising that it is not sustainable. And we yeah. hear the word not sustainable so often that I think it starts to lose its meaning. But 
not sustainable means it cannot keep going. There will be a point at which something will give and it will be you. So it's like you cannot actually keep functioning in that way. If you do, there will be a point where you reach burnout. So it's deciding to be in control of that and say, okay, I'm going to start changing this while I have a choice and while I can decide how it's going to look and make it happen in a pace that's manageable and and sort these things out so my life can become a bit more quiet or a bit less busy. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I do like to freak people out. Mm-hmm. And then, and then encourage. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's going to be listening to this going, yes, that's what she does. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. No, I don't uh, like to uh, freak people out, but I really like to, to speak the truth of what, yeah, it's, it it's the honest view of what will happen in, unless some measures are taken. Really. Yeah. That's what we Yeah, say. and it's putting the power back into our own hands to go, yeah. okay, I can see how this path could unfold and I actually do have some control over that outcome. Yes, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I know like a lot of the approach we've all talked about for a long time is is very food-based and that was the approach I took. The first thing I started to change was food, um, which is great because that has a huge impact on your health and how your body's coping because food can be a stress when we're eating crap food that can mm. have the stress on the body and the stresses yeah that come along with that but something that's really shifted with how I now help my clients with this is that I place a much more emphasis on building a proper foundation for health so sometimes trying to implement the food changes can be the stress in your life mm. and in that state it's like well at what point are the risks outweighing the benefits um, of, of trying to take this approach? So I really like to focus on building a really good foundation with, you know, slowing down, clearing your calendar, you know, clearing your calendar, yeah. reducing that acceptable amount of busyness, looking at the emotional stress in your life, your work stress, your relationships, you know, things that you can actually start changing and it can just be one thing at a time. Like you might do CrossFit five times a week and you might drop that to once. Um, You know, just start making some changes, looking at going, okay, I want to start trending in that direction. I I think if you've got like signs of adrenal fatigue stop crossfit straight away yeah well i totally agree with that i don't i I think anyone should stop crossfit straight away (laughs) (laughs) i'll probably get hate mail now (laughs) but i don't i don't think it's a just seen too many um consequences from it haven't you yeah and i i don't i don't think it's uh um a sustainable way yeah, to exercise. It's not. And I, and I don't think it's the best kind of stress on our body. But in saying that, for people that are fit and well and find that they get a lot of joy out of it, where do we find that measure to go, does the benefit outweigh the risk? Like, I Well, when the body is suffering, I guess. Yeah, but it is, yeah. Because yeah. so, you have to like, do no harm, really. That's sort of something that you should be considering for yourself. But uh, like, CrossFit pushed me over the edge, for sure. That's when I started doing CrossFit is when I went to that next phase of being bedridden and just couldn't get off the sofa for uh, weeks 
And, yeah. Um, that that's, I was I was loving it. I was loving the uh, the feeling of like that high that you get out of CrossFit. Like your adrenaline is pumping, your blood is flowing, you're oxygenated, you've pushed yourself and you've overcome something big, bigger than you thought that you can uh, overcome. And it's like quite a, a beautiful feeling of achievement, but uh, very quickly, because I was sort of in the, I think maybe you know, second stage of adrenal fatigue, and I jumped straight into fourth stage and just had to, had to stop everything in my life. And I couldn't do it. I said, I said to Joe, look, I, I can't do anything for a while. Mm-hmm. And I just have to go on gaps. It's like great. Then you get to know gaps, and you <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that. That would be your work. That would be your homework. So uh, that was really yeah a, a big deal for me on CrossFit. Uh, like what what happened? Um, mm-hmm. I can see the appeal of it because it's transformational for the body very very quickly, and gives you a lot of functional fitness. But if you do it very often, then it's gonna you're not gonna give your body any time to recover. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think we could probably do a whole other podcast on exercise because that is my undergrad. Um, ah. But um, <laughs> yeah, when it, like what I kind of tell my clients when it comes to exercise is that we should be doing movements that are functional to what the body would do if we lived in the wild. Yeah. So using body weight, um, Doing functional movements, lifting, crawling, yeah, climbing, crawling, lifting, hanging, yeah, and stopping when you can't do it comfortably anymore. So I do sprinting and things like that as well. And it's like as soon as you can't, as soon as I sprint and I don't recover within a minute, done, finished, you're done for the day. Yeah. So yeah. So um. So that's yeah. That's part of the not pushing your body too much. The yeah, pushing your point body to the point of making yourself sick when you're exercising is um absolutely a massive, massive stress on the body. So yeah. So building Can I just do a really quick update here because a lot of our listeners will know about how I crashed a bit a couple <clears> of months ago, um, and it was after doing really hard exercise that was too much for me. I wasn't ready. I hadn't built up to it, and I was still recovering from the surgery and everything and um uh, Elise and I were having a chat earlier today um and I was telling her I'm so much better I'm feeling so much better I've got a lot more energy now for for probably two months I did no exercise no exercise except just the usual walking around and that kind of thing um but once um, now I feel like I'm at the stage where I can start exercising again, but and my body actually wants to run. Like when I go for a walk with my daughter, we just burst into running because we just want to. Yeah. And, and I don't feel that fatigue, that terrible fatigue that I felt mm. um, when, at the end of it. I feel good. Mm. So that's, I feel like I've had that shift and I'm so happy, but I'm not going to push it crazy, but I do. I love it when you get to that stage where you go, my body's healing and it wants to run. It wants to be active. It's exciting. Definitely. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. But you've had so much rest and we yeah, I've had so really much good food. And rest. That's right. Yeah. And I've worked on the stress stuff and the mind stuff and all of that in the last couple of months. It's been, you know, there's been a lot of improvement and I think that's all really helped. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Phil and I were actually talking about that yesterday, that mm. beautiful feeling you start to get 
when inflammation's going down in your body and your adrenals are functioning well and you actually feel like you want to move. Yeah. Like, you get that feeling like, I want to go for a run. And like, yeah. where, where, are house, where, we, like, where are we talking about this and yeah, what? Why, why, why are we talking about this? Elise interviewed me for her podcast and then lost the file. I have to do it all over again now. So I can't prove it, but it was said. Yeah. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> Um, yeah so it is beautiful and I I don't know if you remember Joe if you I think it was like four months ago I did that I went yeah I do remember I I, yeah that was as soon as I did it that time I went oh that's what Elise did (laughs) yeah yeah I was like Joe I just I don't know what I was thinking I went and did exercise class and I just got a bit competitive and I just (laughs) put and I crashed after it into anxiety Just really big anxiety and just feelings I hadn't felt for such a long time. It felt quite Mm. scary, but it's good to know why. Then it was like, isn't it? It's so good to know why. Mm. And for people out there who are really tired and anxious, maybe it is that you need to pull back on your exercise and get more sleep and get more stress, um, get more um, less stress and more rest. And then maybe that anxiety that's been hanging over you will just go before you even change your diet. Yeah, absolutely. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so other things I get people to work on in that building the foundation is actually having time where you relax and do nothing like yeah. I know that when I say that there'll be a lot of people wanting to just switch the podcast off right now because of yeah. doing nothing just freaks people out yep. um, but spending time in nature meditating but even just doing nothing like not even meditating just sitting there for a yeah, while don't think about it just well, yeah like just, just sitting <laughs> actually uh, <laughs> we had a um interview sorry a um appointment with Becky um Plotner for, for Simeon and um, one of the things that she said he needed to do whenever he starts to get stressy and breathless, um, she said, just sit and look at the leaves on the trees and have a cup of tea. <laughs> and it's so good. It's so true. Something yeah. so simple really helps. I'll, I'll just like add, add my two cents in there. Yeah. Like a really good thing to do is for a while, put all your problems down. Just put them all down. Don't try to solve anything for a little while. Don't worry. Like you can pick them all up after. But for <laughs> for that period of time, just forget about everything. Yeah. About any problem that you have to solve. And that will be the time where your body de-stresses. Because mm. the body and the mind are like the one thing. We sort of have the, these two words for them. But they're actually like the mind is part of the body. So a stressed yeah. body will give you a stressed mind. And a stressed mind will give you... And, um, if you learn to recognize the signs of stress of your body by it and the other way around. So like this is no problems. Address none of it. What's wrong with kids' health, your relationships, your work, your money situation for a while, just don't fix anything. That's mm. a that's a huge, huge thing that you could be doing for your health it's incredible and don't feel like um that you're uh, sitting down doing nothing and you need to be productive and trying to solve problems during that time that is the time for you to recharge in order to address these other things better otherwise you're just fatigued in problem solving yeah it's something that we see sorry um something that we see i think it's escaping our consciousness at the moment 
but when you can, when we kind of talk about it, become aware of it is that we always have some kind of input coming in. We're either listening to something or watching something or walking around thinking about something or on a way to do something. Even when we're driving, there's advertising on the radio and on the road, like signs and like there, we always have so many distractions. There's always some kind of stimulation. Mm-hmm. And so just that in and of itself it's just this consistent low-grade stress of just there yes. always being something. The noise. All yeah. the noise. Do you know, even just turning off everything when you're driving and not having any music or podcast or phone calls or anything happening when you're driving, people find that hard. Yeah. They're not used to having silence and maybe training yourself to do that for a little while. And just... Sleeping with, with the television turned on. Yeah. yeah. Like some people can't physically sleep without the tv just consciously my my best friend was like that yeah yeah consciously reducing the input because we have way too much input yeah absolutely and like another big thing that i like to focus on with people and and it's not something that people generally I guess, associate with trying to heal their health issues, but fun and laughter, like Mm. making sure there's still joy in your life. And I know a lot of my clients when they're doing gaps and there's quite a bit of stress, it's pretty easy to forget about that aspect of things and there can just be a lot of stress and and trying to get things done and the gaps cooking can be overwhelming and you can be really busy with that. But it's just seeing where the stress and joy is in your life and I really love there's this guy his name's Norman Cousins um and in the 1970s he was the first he suggested the idea that humor and laughter can benefit a person's health so he's he was just a lay person he was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and he documented his use of laughter in treating himself with medical approval and oversight and he came into a remission just wow. using um, laughter to treat himself. And then he published his research in the New England Journal of Medicine and is considered one of the original architects of mind-body medicine. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I love that guy, Norman Cousins. See, this is why you're supposed to hang out with your friends now and then and have a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I think so it's important. Yeah, with the stuff we're dealing with, I think it's really important to address these areas because doing all the food is hard work. And we do need to do that, but if you can, if you can do some things that are, that are easier to implement and get yourself some of the way there, that makes the journey with the food so much easier to yeah. manage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah, one like- thing that I notice in myself, like I hang out with my friends, we go to this rural property near Dural. And um, my friend has a shed there and we just go and hang out once a month. And it's kind of dawned on us that this has become like a therapy session for yeah, all of us. You know, when we all hang out, um, just having like all the, like the laughs and just catching up on each other's lives and seeing that, hey, the problems that we're all facing, we're not alone and mm. that everyone else is facing other things and the sense of community. And you leave that place feeling like a million bucks. You're just like feeling yeah. really great after that. Yeah, it's so, it's so good for you because you've had, you've had so much laughter and just um, joy of being around people that you love. It's just yeah. uh, in a way that's not stressful because we go there intentionally uh, with this uh, mindset that we're here to just have a good time. Um, 
the world for and it's just wonderful and then at the same time you'd be in the sunshine you'd be getting fresh air you'd have your feet on the earth yeah that's that's exactly right can you guys hear me it's sort of cutting yeah, out yeah it's cutting side. out a little bit on my side too i wasn't sure if it was just me no yeah. Oh, okay yeah you're cutting out a bit too all right, so you guys talk because maybe my connection isn't as good as yours. Yeah, it's perfect now. That sounds good. Oh, um, right. One thing that I've always said to people when you're doing early gaps and um, it's all getting a bit stressful, and also I've talked about this with homeschooling and having little kids and all of that kind of thing, just put everything down sometimes and take the kids and just pack some food in thermoses, get a picnic blanket and go somewhere and hang out together for the day and don't do anything, just laugh and swim or whatever you want to do and just sit in the sun and you know that's been such a healing thing for my family especially when the kids were little and I was stressing out or they were all at each other fighting or you know there was something going on where there was a lot of anxiety or stress in the home um, just to get outdoors and sit outside and have fun and we'd just lay in the sun and read and laugh and chat and it would it's like medicine it would change everything yeah, that's so, beautiful. so that's from a um, biological perspective. What's going on, Elise, when someone does that? What, why would um, you feel better? So you'd be laughing, you'd be enjoying yourself, you'd, the stress hormones would be going down because you're not thinking about everything you're worried about or busy trying to do things. Put aside all those worries, like yeah. Paul said. Okay, we're not going to think about this for a while. Yeah, and you're in the sunshine, you're in the fresh air feet on the earth, in beautiful water. So, um, yeah, that, that kind of connection. There's so much going on there. And that's like when I was a kid and we'd go on holidays or even yeah. on the weekend, there was so much more time of doing nothing. Yes, same. Of just hanging out. Like we would go, my parents would pack up a lunch and, you know, it would be white bread sandwiches, but we don't yeah, eat yeah. <laughs> Like everybody else, we're 80s kids. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we go to the beach. Well, we had hummus and tabbouleh. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, flat bread. Everyone in and Australia, maybe. And condensed milk. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we and we just spend the whole day at the beach. We'd go there in the morning. They'd have the esky yep. packed with our soft drinks and our chips and our sandwiches. Yep. And, um, and we'd spend the whole day there in and out of the water. Mum and Dad would sit on the beach reading a book. Yeah. Um, like we would actually just spend the whole day. And, and these days I feel like parents are always looking for things to do with the kids, like taking yeah. different activities and different things all in the... And they all cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We stress. Yeah, some days we just spend the whole day at home. We go up the shop and get some magazines, like with some yeah. puzzles mm. or something in it and just spend the whole day just at home doing that and, and just eating some lunch and, and that's really it. So I feel like there was a lot more time just, just hanging out and doing nothing <clears throat> when I was a kid. Well, now. the difference between Christmas for a lot of people and I remember the Christmas as a child, we used to um, sometimes spend the whole Christmas day by the river. So we'd have a nice big breakfast and open our presents and everything and then we would take a picnic and we would spend the whole day at the river, just our family, and just yeah. laze around and eat fruit and because it was all, you know, that beautiful season with all the stone fruit and yeah. we would eat um, probably chips and sandwiches like you said and soft drink but <laughs> it was just 
really laid back and it's so much different than a lot of us live now. We feel like we have to do all the things. It's very... So, so apart from these kinds of lifestyle improvements that we're talking about, uh, so de-stressing and making more room for like, being peaceful in your life and not trying to be so busy, um, what are some nutritional things that you can do to support your adrenals? Well, there's a couple of other things I'd, I like to recommend even before getting into the nutrition. So the nutrition, when it comes to supporting the adrenals, nutrition is like the last thing that I start recommending to people. Mm-hmm. So sleep is the first one and then, you know, reducing stress, building those foundations and then actually just working on your own mindset. So, you know, those people that when they're faced with a stressful situation, they're just like, okay, well you know, I just have to resolve it. So for example, I had this situation a couple of months or six months ago or something um, because I still study at university because I'm one of those crazy people. (laughs) Never stop studying. (laughs) (laughs) I've stopped for a while now. Um, So, and I had, I I was with Steph who um, is someone that I do a lot of, um, you know, my Nourish and Flourish retreats and things with. And I was staying at her place and we were about, we, I think we were running a seminar or something. And I got on my computer to answer some emails and I just saw this thing pop up and I was like, oh no, my assignment that I thought was due next week is actually due today at 9pm. And Steph's just like, oh my God, oh my God, what are you going to do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I just got to do it. And she was just like, oh, God. <laughs> and then that was my response. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I do definitely yeah. become. You had a good day. You had a good day then. I was having a good day in that yeah. moment where yeah. I could say, well, I could either get stressed about it and then it would be harder to finish it mm-hmm. or I could just start doing it. Get stuck into it and just And do I actually it. got a HD for that assignment. Oh, well done. <laughs> um, so it shows why I didn't need to stress about it. So, yeah, it's my best, like my best work comes when I've got a, a time. Um, yeah, uh, it's like I've got to have it finished so yeah. I just got to do it. And I then you're it. like, oh, I can do it. There you go. Yeah. I don't think I could, but I actually can. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's like I had a choice there. I could either start freaking out about it and then actually impede my ability to get it done. Pace the house. Do it. And <laughs> yeah. we all still do these. Like I still find yeah. myself going, oh gosh, look, I'm just getting stressed about this. Like I was getting stressed about the podcast when I deleted it. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, it's just one of those things. It's scary. Well, yeah. Am I, am I really? Yes, yeah, I just thought I was going to get so angry. <laughs> We're joking. Wow, We're true. joking. <laughs> anyway. He's like the most no, laid back person ever. Yeah, of course. No, that's not why I was stressed. Just that moment of like, oh God, what have I done? You um, feel bad, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's just that, that realising in that moment, we actually have a choice about whether or not we're, we're stressy or not. We all know that stressy person that, it, you know, seems to really buy into it and get really stressed easily about things and start panicking about things. And then, you know, the person that's like, oh, well, you know, just got to deal with it. So yeah. we actually have a choice about how our stress coping um, and being more resilient. So I, I really encourage people to start practicing that resilience mm-hmm. and it can just be, at the start, it might be stressing out about something and then after it recognising, oh, I didn't really need to stress about that because, you know, stress is just a response to a situation. It's not actually the situation itself and it, and it really wasn't going to change the outcome there. So 
you know, it can just be recognizing it after the fact. And then you might recognize it next time whilst you're doing it. Oh, I'm getting really stressed. And actually, I don't really need to because it's not going to change how this turns out. And then you might start to be able to pull yourself up before you get stressed. So, and then some situations your kid might be about to step out on the road. In that case, you do need to get stressed and react, <laughs> but it's recognizing those situations where you don't need to. And Long term stress is never a good idea. Never, no, definitely not. Never is, is, uh, yeah. We're starting to lose you a little yeah, bit. We're losing you there. For it's funny because you're talking about. No. And then you start talking really slowly. He's so laid back. <laughs> Maybe I'll just leave you guys to continue with no, the conversation. No, no, no. And, uh, stay, stay. You're good now. No, no, I'm just don't want to have bad uh, audio quality. I've had, I've been really struggling with my internet here in the Blue Mountains. It's just been oh, terrible. Really? So I'm just, yeah, hoping that it'll improve over the next few weeks. I'm trying to go on a different plan, and it's just yeah, I've been. A big headache, but I know, I know. Um, but you're not getting stressed about it, are you? Fu? No, no, I'm just tethering <laughs> from my phone at the moment. I'm going, yeah. well, you know, it's going to cost me extra to pay for mobile data, it's fine, uh, but at least I, I get to do these kind of interviews. Otherwise, it's gone again, it's gone again. <laughs> but, okay, 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 okay. Um, mm. So, yeah, so it's uh, encouraging people to understand what you can change, change it, accept what you can't change. There's a really nice proverb or, you know, a little saying about that. I can't remember mm. it, but yeah. it's not. So being wise enough to know the difference, that kind of thing. Um, so, um, yeah, like I encourage people, you know, stop and breathe and notice what you're doing. You know, just slow down your breathing when you do realise, you know, it could just be like you're, picking, you go, you're rushing to pick your kid up from school. And I do this all the time still. And I'll be in the car and I'll go, oh, hang on a minute. Okay, just relax. It's not too much because you're driving. <laughs> but, um, you know, just relax a little bit. I, there's no hurry here. It's fine. So you, you just can kind of catch yourself in a little bit of a stress mode about something that you really don't need to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there's that. Um, and then I, get, then I start to get into the diet. So that's cutting out the crap in your diet, um, looking at coffee, chocolate, alcohol, those stimulants that are, are starting to, you know, that are feeding your adrenals in completely the wrong way, mm. fine carbs and moving on to the diet that we all talk about, which is a whole food diet so with lots of fats and proteins, fresh fruit and veg, and being mindful and present while you're eating this food, not just rushing through it, which can be really hard to do that all the time, to, to be mindful when you're eating. I know a I busy still, day. Yeah, I know I still find myself in front of the computer. I'm like, oh, that's not again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's easy to do. Yeah, but I was reading, oh, I forget where I was reading it, but there was a study that was showing that um, there's like a chemical release that actually happens from our brain when we're eating food and we're looking at it and smelling it and tasting it and enjoying it. It's huh. yeah. So that actually that process releases parts of those chemicals that make us feel satisfied with what we're eating and help with the digestion, I guess. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just smelling food. You, you know, if you start thinking about food, you really like your mouth starts watering That's mm-hmm. the digestion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. What kind of foods as well would be most beneficial 
so fats and proteins because what will happen then is that you start balancing out your blood sugars and your adrenals. Yeah. One of the roles of your adrenals is to control your blood sugar levels. So if you're having cereal for breakfast, you know, well, you wake up in the morning, your blood sugar's low, you have some cereal for breakfast or toast and have a blood sugar spike and then it drops and then at 10 a.m., you have a snack, some biscuits with a cup of tea or something, and then, you know, have some a blood sugar spike again and then come lunchtime, you know, it drops again and then come lunchtime, you have your sandwich or something carb-based and then have that spike again and then that big drop at 3 p.m., have some chocolate biscuits to get you through the afternoon, that kind of thing. So that's driving our adrenals really into the ground when we're having our blood sugar fluctuating so much. So the plenty of fat and protein and and, and starting to reduce those, you know, yeah, reduce those refined carbs and sugars and um and start stabilizing your blood sugar is probably the most important thing you can do diet wise. Okay. Um and then some other specifics are egg yolks yeah so most people now have heard me talk about the 12 egg yolks today um <laughs> and you're feeling very fatigued and, and do you want to um explain a little bit about that because i know you can't just jump in and start with 12 egg yolks usually most people find that hard so working up to it and then tailoring it off tapering it off when you feel like you don't need it or yeah yeah so the egg yolks are just so nutrient dense they're very very nourishing for the adrenals the adrenals pretty much just soak up all the nutrients from the yolks um and it's very cleansing for the liver as well so when you start you can just i'd say make up a batch of six like a six yolk russian custard doesn't have to be in Russian custard that you have the yolks. You could have like you can get the recipe from our cookbook, life changing yes. food, available at cookiecooking.com. <laughs> <laughs> what page is it on? Oh, wait, I can tell you. I'm not joking. I'm sure they can look in their content. It's 224. There we go. <laughs> and uh, get a pen and add in Elise's little edit of frozen mango blended through it it'll blow your mind (laughs) i tell you it blew my mind when i added butter yeah that is unbelievable it's like caramel (laughs) yeah yeah so butter but yeah butter and frozen mango is how How do you do the frozen mango sorry like do you puree it first or okay so i do i follow your recipe with the six yolks or 12 yolks with the butterfly in on speed for six minutes, 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the I, entire recipe. Like you just gave it away. Like, oh. <laughs> but I still buy the book. She didn't say how much. So many more amazing recipes. Yeah, I didn't say how much. <laughs> so now we're really leaving. So now you have to buy the book to find out how much honey. Um, so, but I add the butter in there at that stage as well. Yeah, so same. I, chop, I chop up about 50 to 100 grams of butter. Oh. Oh, so good. Um, so I chop that up and put that in and then, yeah, do the, um, make the Russian custard and, and then yeah. pull out the butterfly and then I just stick the mango in. So I just, you know, you buy, I just buy the packets of frozen, organic frozen mango. Yep. And so I put in about, I'd say it'd be about 200 grams of mango in 12 yolks. Oh, two wow. Of mango. Yum. Uh, and just blend it. And then, and then I it's do like an ice cream, is it? Yeah, and I stick about 
three to four egg whites back in while I'm blending it. Uh-huh. Just because it, it, it works really well and it still tastes really good. And then, and then it just you, uses some of the egg whites. Yeah. Do you eat it? Is, what's the texture like straight away? So it's like, like soft serve. Okay. Yeah, and the texture is like soft serve, and I don't blend it too long. Yeah, so that there's, there's like little chunks of mango still in there, and then you could just add some macadamias in oh, there. Oh yeah, <laughs> anything. Oh, oh now God. I'm now I am hungry. My digestive juices are yeah. Like- there we go. Everyone's <laughs> and so I I didn't even particularly love mango. Oh like, really? Yeah, I've always liked it, but it wasn't yeah. my favorite fruit. But I've tried. What's wrong it. with you? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I've tried it with other fruits like banana and strawberries and nothing is as Not good as mango. It's okay. like a Wheat bar. It is like yeah. a Wheat bar. And that's yeah. what, I was going to call it an Elise bar. <laughs> Go on, do it, Elise. Put it on your website. Make bars, freeze them, Elise bar. <laughs> so, hey, guys, just I don't want to alarm you, but I've got like 6% left on my battery. So... Uh, maybe we can go through the, the final tips. And, yes, well, uh, we need to talk about iodine quickly because that's been a really... Maybe we'll do another iodine episode. Right. Yeah, that, because that, that's been a really week. big part of yeah. me getting better so quickly. Yeah, yeah, the iodine does Okay, yeah. we'll do that yeah. next time. Cool. Yeah. Matt, um, and, so, any other big tips? on? Ad- yeah, uh, so then we, uh, can, we can start going into things like... Um, looking specifically at what nutrients you're getting. So Mm. first of all, you just want to get onto a whole food nourishing diet with plenty of fats and protein. And then you can start looking specifically that you're getting enough vitamin A, D, E, K, B vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium. So um, some of those you may need to supplement, but you can be looking at um, if you're having, you're having things like cod liver oil, which is still food and you're getting your vitamins A, D and K, um, having grass-fed butter, you'll be getting your vitamin K. Uh, eating organ meats, you'll be getting your B vitamins. Eating sauerkraut and things like kakadu plum powder, which is something that I'm, I really get behind the kakadu plum powder as a vitamin C source. So and, is that different to the camu camu? That is different. Yeah, and kakadu plum powder is Australian. So it's... Isn't camu camu Australian? Well, I don't know. I think so acerola cherry is the one that lots of people have been getting. Yeah. Camu camu tastes horrible. It does. Yeah. So you, you, fact, you say the kakadu plum is nicer. Yeah. I it thought that was like... a Boy George song, wasn't it? Come, come, come. Oh, he's going to sing. So, yeah, the kakadu plum tastes like just watered down cordial. Like, not really. Uh, awesome. Not that I, I not get my kids cool. onto it. <laughs> yeah, but it's got no, it's just got a slightly citrusy taste. Like, yeah. it's really, it's really a I think we'll have to get that in the store for one. Yeah, yes. so. Camel Camel is Amazonian, by the way. Oh, okay, because I thought it was, for some reason I thought it was Australian. Okay. Yeah, so the Kakadu Plum's Australian. Oh, that's um, great. All right. And Good to know. Thank you. Yeah, and it's the highest source of vitamin C available. Yeah. So it's the highest food source of vitamin C, bioavailable food Ooh. source. Um, Can you explain why it's better than taking the vitamin C powders you buy from the... Because they're ascorbic acid, they're synthetic. There's yeah. quite a bit of research that shows they actually cause inflammation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So ascorbic acid is not a good source. And I was just trying to explain it to my kids this morning, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it's just not as bioavailable. Okay. So if anyone wants to get the kakadu plum powder, I stock it. Oh, you do? Um, okay. Yeah, cool. so that's on the microbiome store. 
Um, you can get it in 50 grams, 500 grams or a kilo. I we'll have to get the link from you. Yeah, so the kilo is the best. Um, yeah, it's expensive and that sometimes freaks people out with the cost of the kakadu plum powder. How much do you take? Um, so you can, t- like, I like to take it up to bowel tolerance, which is just taking enough to start to get okay. a bit of a rumble in the belly and some, uh, like, it's not, you won't get diarrhea, but just some slightly looser stools and then just mm-hmm. reduce a little bit. Yeah. And that's how I know how potent it is because that's two teaspoons and I have that. Um, and you'd usually have to take a lot more. A lot more, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. That's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so you're getting a lot more bang for your buck with it, even though it is expensive. You don't have to take as much of it as you would have other things, and you really know. Good to know. Okay, I'm going to do a cliffhanger here. Let's do episode two of this and get into the iodine thing with that. Yeah, because God's so phone's going to die. It is going <laughs> to die, and it's been a long podcast already. I'm yeah. sure all the listeners are sick of us, so we'll just leave you for another week. <laughs> Come back next week with a bit more of uh, time to prepare and have even uh, more questions and maybe questions yeah, we might from get the community as well. Yeah, yeah. that'll be great. Wonderful. Thank you, Elise, for doing that at short notice. My pleasure. I always love talking to you guys. Where can people find you? Um, so they can find me at elisecomerford.com and my online stores, microbiome store. No, no, I meant like where do you live, like your home address. <laughs> my address. Because <laughs> we want to come first and rush it to put some Elise stars. Yeah, Elise for sure. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, Elise does Skype consultations as well. So if you're interested in talking to her, um, you can contact her. We'll put the... Uh, details in the show notes and join us next week for an even deeper dive into this topic because it is going on for mostly anyone that we meet these days so uh, very high likelihood that you're suffering with adrenal fatigue and it's really good to know how to deal with it yes do you want to mention your webinar elise Oh, yeah. So I've got um, on my website, elisecomerford.com, if you click on online programs, there is a adrenal fatigue one there where I really go into the details and, um, and how to start resolving adrenal fatigue. And then there is the iodine one there as well. So yes. we'll talk about um, that next week. We'll put a link there as well. Yes. Um, guys, you have a great week and we will chat to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.